So, God, we just thank you for your presence. Uh, Thank you that you are invested in every detail of our lives. That what we think, what we feel, what we say, I don't know, literally all the minutia matters to you. And I just want to say thank you for that, that you would be so intimately involved in the things that matter to us. And now will you just, I don't know, just grant him some grace. Whatever it is that you need today, Kim, I just pray that there's permission and freedom for you to just ask God for that and to name exactly what it is that you're desiring. And as you take a few moments of silence, just pray that your heart and your mind can come into alignment before God and that there you feel this unconditional permission. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, um, yeah, I feel like today, this morning, my desire really is to name ways that I have experienced um, just God uh, coming near and provision and um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a hard month or so, I guess, since we last talked, and um, I haven't really been doing well as far as um, kind of like self-talk and how I, uh, you know, just my tendency to be really hard on myself has been, and just kind of like regressing into some patterns that, um, you know, coping mechanisms that I don't really like and aren't, aren't the best, you know, most life-giving. Um, so um, rather than dwelling in all that, I would rather, you know, just be, um, kind of just develop or like pursue this kind of practice more of gratitude of like some ways that it doesn't mm-hmm. depend on me and my <laughs> how well I'm doing <laughs> because sure. God is faithful and providing 
unconditionally whether I'm in a good place or not. Yep. Um, yep. So, I mean, not in any order, but just one thing that has been, um, well, just just yesterday, I, um, well, I guess a couple of days ago, I got a call from a friend who, uh, unfortunately, her plans were canceled because of COVID. <laughs> As sort of the sort of the theme of the year for yeah. everybody. Um, yeah. But it was just it was really a blessing for me because um, I was able to just take the day off, uh, and you know my job is such a you know my boss is very um, understanding and has a lot of respect for us and our decisions about how to you know when to take time and so um even though it was just the day beforehand I was able to take the day off and um we just had like the whole day together we ended I ended up getting a hotel room and we um had a really nice time I kind of led us through like a little exercise of um I brought some like colored pencils and um, paper and just spent some time listening to music and just kind of like drawing slash expressing like what do we need right now? Like what does our soul need? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's it, what is the message that it's trying to <laughs> convey to us? And um, mm-hmm. So that was really sweet and just having extended time uh, to catch up and so we both you know have really busy lives she especially so I have more time than she does but she's got um, she's in full-time ministry plus she has four kids two of which are adopted and have high medical needs and so um, yeah so it's just a, a really sweet time that just felt like a gift so I'm really, really grateful for that. What What do you think was deposited in you in that space? Like, what was the gift you were given? Actually, it kind of reminds me a little bit as you asked that, like of the last time we talked. And um, I think one of my barriers to like having a good friendship, you know, is that I have a lot of uh, like my default kind of way of thinking about myself is um, just is like I'm not worth other people's time. You know, like my um, my friendship isn't something valuable, so it's not something like worth asking someone else to use their time to, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's time is limited. It's our most precious resource. So, and so just, I guess, just like, 
having that like wasted time, you know, like we just were uh, mm. not getting anything done. <laughs> we took a walk. <laughs> we just sat in the hotel room for hours and um, yeah, just this kind of like extravagant, like pouring out of time on uh, on friendship. I think it's really really sweet. Mm-hmm. I think there's an invitation in that too because you know I'm trying not to like like when I was saying I want to name all of the things I'm grateful for I think one of the things I'm kind of being hard on myself for right now is like related to friendships and um, not maintaining them well and mm-hmm. uh, my it's just really stark contrast when I hang out with this friend of mine because she's very good at it and um, you know she'll often you know have memories and you know talk about people that she's communicated with recently who were also my good friends you know at one stage of my life and um, I just have totally lost that connection and um, I think I was just kind of feeling a little bit of like that just being hard on myself about that like with uh, comparison kind of stuff and um, so um, but yeah I think rather than just being part of myself just kind of just seeing that as an invitation and um, not being like not having this like high pressure thing like I can't there's no way I could ever keep up with the number of people she keeps up with because she's just a totally different personality but yeah Um, but yeah the idea that like um, I think something that is really like there's something in that that's like a longing of mine that's very you know I I remember um, somebody saying once that really hit me was that like sometimes our jealousy is a very um, key message that we should pay attention to so if it feels negative but it also delivers a really profound message so I think that's what when we were doing that exercise uh, or like what is your soul telling you that it needs and I was kind of laying the context for that before we started of like oftentimes our dysfunction is like our soul trying to communicate to us what we need and we don't necessarily see it uh, we just like kind of see this bad habit that we have we don't necessarily like pay attention to what's underneath of it and yeah so, but I think that that also goes for like negative feelings of like jealousy because I don't, I don't know, 
I'm trained to think that that's just like there's something wrong with me if I have that emotion. Yeah, sure. And, um, but, so all that to say, like, there's, uh, I think my soul is longing for deeper connections and, like, maintaining connections that I've had in the past that I sort of tend to diminish because, you know, of these ideas that I have about myself and, like, how I, I kind of, like, underestimate the connection for the other person. Um, mm-hmm. And and then until it's kind of in my in my imagination, it's kind of, like, become non-existent, you know, like, it's, I've almost forgotten that there even was a connection there mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what does it look like to attend to this? Like what, like, like how might the Lord want you to attend to it? Well, I think the first thing I thought of, like, like immediately as you said that, was just that, like, um, the role of memory and, um, you know, being intentional about, like, reflection. And so, you know, what are those, what were those memories that held such, uh, you know, rich kind of, like, connection? connection and bonding kind of feelings and mm-hmm. um, just kind of stewarding those and uh, recalling them, bring, bringing them back up to mind. And um, mm-hmm. and that's my, actually my friend said, like, I asked her, I said, what do you think the secret is to um, maintaining, you know, such good friendships, such lifelong friendships and or might have actually might have been I'm asking her like how do you how do you have such a good memory and she said I just talk a lot <laughs> so I you know it's like when we talk she's very chatty you know and when yeah. we talk we kind of form in some ways even like these realities and these memories and they kind of cement themselves and so. I don't talk a lot. I don't think I can. I don't think I'll ever be able to develop, you know, that. But I do, I can write. And that's one thing that I've been kind of neglectful of in this past month. Like, where it talks about, it's just like I've been regressing into habits that I don't like and kind of neglecting habits that I feel like are really good for me. So yeah. that's one is just the, the, the writing and yeah. spending more time, like, in that kind of reflection of, like, who are these friends and, you know, what are these relationships that, you know, and just kind of, like, what are the memories that I have? Like, when, like, bringing up, like, what were the times when I felt most connected and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep.
Yeah. Do you want to lean in there or do you want to continue naming gratitude? Um, well, so the other thing I'm really grateful for is um, my uh, my neighborhood. So this might be related. I guess in some ways, like my across the street neighbor was really sick and it was really, Mm -hmm. actually, this was one of the things that was really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there's, there's two things that have been really hard. One was that my brother moved in and the other was that my neighbor across the street got really sick. Mm -hmm. And um, in the, the gratitude of it is that like, I was feeling very overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. and uh, I have two neighbors that there's in addition to the one that was sick, I have two other neighbors that really stepped up and helped to not only address the immediate needs that, you know, kind of I was overwhelmed by, but then also mm-hmm. kind of like getting at the root of some of them, you know, or, or even like taking it a step further to like, um, you know, bringing in more professionals that could do more and mm-hmm. also, um, you know, being uh, like a justice seeker in a way because the, my one neighbor had... Um, just really felt like there was some wrongs and um, she was able to address the person that was kind of should have been responsible for this person's medical care and hadn't really been stepping up in the way that they needed to. And so she was able to confront that person and the next day or it was like two days later, we had that kind of confrontation slash meeting on a Wednesday and that Friday he was admitted to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, yeah, and then just like another neighbor across the street took over for me in the morning. Like I was, um, I had been going over, basically he needed care three times a day. And wow, um, we had stepped up and I had taken the morning shift and so this other neighbor across the street just stopped me one day while I was walking, and she was like, what's going on with Jim? I saw you over there. And, you know, as I was explaining the situation, she's like, I can do my, I can do the warnings for you if you need to. And mm. So um, anyway, it was just like this really sweet experience of, like, people kind of, like, coming together and helping somebody the bitter part of it was just my attitude in the whole thing. Like, it feels like such a grace now, looking at, mm-hmm. looking back on it. It was, like, such a gift, um, especially that he finally got admitted to the hospital so that he could actually get real care. Um, yeah. But um, in the midst of it, I was not responding well like my soul <laughs> I talked about like like what my soul was how it was manifesting itself to express what it needed it was like I was overwhelmed and like I kind of blew up at the guy <laughs> like yeah. 
uh, he, you know, he had this, um, it wasn't actually at him, but it was kind of in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Because Greg and I, Greg and I were having a disagreement about how to handle certain situations. Um, and it wasn't Greg's fault either, really, but it just, my, I just exploded and it was really mm-hmm. messy. Mm-hmm. Where, so, so you said there were, there were some great, maybe I would just say this, where, like even in these gratitudes, what would you say is the theme of God in your life this month? Like how is God revealing himself to you? I think it's, you know, I don't know how to get what I need. Mm -hmm. I try to get what I need. And, you know, my um, soul does not know how to get what it needs. (laughs) So it's acting like a (laughs) two-year-old and, like, it's tantrum to express the need. And, um, but God is providing and I hope it's like, I don't like who I am and my inability (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. um, either get what I need or express what I think I need. But, um, but I feel very grateful for, you know, just this provision that I need friendship, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I have as, you know, like many connections as I would like, and I need that. And so here's yeah. this, you know, friend who calls me out of the blue and says like, <laughs> what are you doing today and tomorrow? You know, and yep. here's this, um, The, um, you know, just the provision of people who can kind of, like, take care of this person. Yep. It's, it's like I wanted to. Like, I, it was the feeling that I was having was just, like, I want to be the kind of person that can, like, you know, it always, the caring for the sick, you know, like the really, really sick uh, always makes me think of um, Mother Teresa, right? Like, she's the iconic mm-hmm nurturer, like, self-sacrificing nurturer that, like, I want to be that. Like, I want to, you know, like, if she's the model of, like, what it means to be Christ-like and, like, have that intimate relationship so that you can, like, serve people in that state, like, that's Mm. the measuring stick. Um, But I'm not that. (laughs) Not. But, you know, that, that there's provision in... Um, being able to have him get the care, get that level of care. You know, there is somebody that's doing that for him now. And, yeah, you know, just because it's not me, like, it's so good that he's getting it. And, yeah, even better than, you know, because he was, like, in so much pain. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what do you think God, like, hold on, let me think of how I want to phrase my question. And maybe just tell me this. So in all that's happening and has happened this month, what have you found yourself saying to God? Well, I think, like, in the midst of all of the, like, messiness, it's almost like I'm undervaluing or underappreciating that relationship in the same way that I do with other, you know, friendships. So it's kind of like I've lost the connection, and mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of on my own in it. Mm-hmm. And... So I think this, this this practice here is a really good way for me to kind of reset the narrative and be um, you know I think that the what I want to say is like I see you at work and I and I can tell that you see me and. Like even more, really, than what I see of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, sprinkle. I'm gonna go inside. Yeah, so tell me then, like, how do you, I don't know, I think even I'm wondering about this idea of memories with God. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you, what do you know or remember about, like, close connection? In any way, that's in no way saying you don't have connection right now. It's just literally giving you a chance to kind of reaffirm the connection and naming the closeness that you have felt with God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think one one of the lies that kind of help, like reinforces this idea that I underestimate like the relationship is um, I think the fact that my feels so immature right now it makes me question some of the um, depth of what I was experiencing with God because it's like if those things were real and 
uh, not just like a figment of my imagination, then like I wouldn't be reacting like a two-year-old in these situations. Um, so, um, but yeah, but I think when I think about the things that were so meaningful to me, it's um, just this, you know, sense of like God inviting me into this, like deep, like knowing of this other reality that's like, um, you know, where it's kind of beyond words, really, but just that God is real, that God is love, um, mm-hmm. and that and that God wants to be known and wants, like, really wants to uh, invite people into. Um, and me, you know, is it, kind of delighted with the um, ability to be known by a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, creator, sure. a, a creature. <laughs> yep. And, um, you know, like having these other people that have written about their experiences, you know, like, um, Catherine Doherty, uh, that uh, like all of these people end up being Catholic. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But these, um, you know, these authors, as they're narrating their experience, it's like the sense that God is revealing something to mm-hmm. me specifically through these other people's experiences. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, and like inviting me to share in that and like experience it too. And so I, um, yeah. Mm. And yeah, then, so what is like, oh, well, I was just going to say like, um, you know, other world firsthand, I think a lot of it is secondhand. Like I'm reading somebody else's experiences and almost like I'm experiencing them myself because it feels like communication to me. Mm-hmm. But then there's also these firsthand experiences where, you know, like just the one that's really fresh in my mind right now, obviously, is just like how um, I just went through that horrible season of uh, job hunting and then finding this like um, perfect, you know, situation that has been like just really, really fruitful and good. And mm. so, um, yeah, those are kind of the memories, I guess, that mm-hmm. help establish that help establish that connection. Mm. And what do you notice in yourself as you, like, describe your experience of God? Um, 
Well, I noticed that it's um, you know, there's still kind of this thread in the back of my mind of like all of these secondhand experiences that I have. Like, are those um, what is the fruit of that? Because if it's you know, I don't know, it's still kind of like calling into the question a little bit because I still feel very much like I'm out of step with who those people are. You know, like I'm not close <laughs> mm-hmm. to what it seems like I would need to be to like actually resonate with what they're describing. So, but I think, um, I, but I think that when I talk about like the firsthand experiences, um, mm-hmm. you know, just this idea that like it is those first, it it is the stuff that comes up in the midst of these firsthand experiences that is um, the content of. Uh, what a real relationship with God is. And so it's not this, like, imaginary, like, beautiful thing that you're reading about, but it's this kind of, like, chaotic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, often ugly. But I think it's in the, the reflection of it and the narration of it and kind of, like, being able to identify the way that there are invitations and, like, provision kind of, like, sprinkled in throughout that. That's, I guess my hope <laughs> is that yeah. having that experience over and over and over and over <laughs> will mm-hmm. eventually get me to this other place, which is where I feel like I want to be, you know, with having experience like having these second hand experiences. Mhm. So what might the past be for you? Like you personally. I mean that's really hard to name. So maybe don't look at the whole past. Just maybe what is the current step towards those like towards what you believe is possible in your relationship with God. Well, it's the current. So, like, I have this other situation happening right now. You know, I get the one with Jim, my my neighbor, is resolving itself. We don't know what the future holds for him, but um, but then there's my brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's living with me right now, and there's also causing a lot of chaos, and not necessarily in my life. Like, it's not something that you would identify, but it's an emotional kind of turmoil. Um, yeah. So the the fruit of that right now, which is the, um, kind of the bad habit that I have tried to get away from and I'm currently regressing, is that I'm looking at houses again, which is a, is a pattern in my life where mm-hmm. when I'm struggling with something that, you know, I don't know how, like, my solution (laughs) 
mm-hmm. um, to look at, you know, moving away. So mm-hmm. whether it's like moving to California or moving to Thailand or just moving to a bigger house at this stage as well. All yeah. I really want. Like it, it could be on the same street. I actually really like my street right now. Um, yeah. But uh, just like the, the um, I'm feeling very cramped. Like my lifestyle has now been <laughs> yep. uh, cramping my style a little bit. And um, so I think, you know, as you were talking about like the path forward, this is like, this is the step, right? This is like the thing that's the firsthand experience right now. Yeah. Um, dealing with. And they're going to just keep like their, it's, kind of comedic at this point but like we always start talking about like well what what is the are we going to refinance our mortgage are we going to mm-hmm. you know all, any any question that we talk about is like well we have to answer question one first and question one is like is Jeff living with us permanently and mm. um, he's been here a month Mm-hmm. And we still have not been able to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like until we do that, like life is mm-hmm. kind of on hold. Mm-hmm. And that the current old pattern is uh, not good. So maybe let's look at that a little bit closely. Like, like that's actually wonderful awareness that you recognize um, the pattern that happened. What's the need that you're trying to meet? Somehow to like spaciousness. Like mm-hmm. I feel very, I feel very cramped. I feel like mm-hmm. um, if I just had more space. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced was like at the physical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I need actual physical space. Um, yeah. But that, uh, it's interesting because, you know, like, I was just thinking, Part of it is um, like just not having the space to pray, really. 
Mm-hmm. Just not, I just don't really feel like I have, like, my own uh, space to, um, like, I have my bedroom, but, like, I share an office with three people, and, mm-hmm. you know, all the rest of the house I share with five people or, you know, four mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, and the thing with my neighbor, Jim, with me going over there in the morning, she's like, that was really cramping my time when I would normally be praying. Yeah. You know, especially, especially if I'm like not getting up as early as I would need to. It's like, well, that's, that's it. Like, that's my time. Yep. Um, so. Yep. So this is, let me just throw a phrase your way because I just want to hear how you respond to it. I hear a thirsty soul. Very. Yeah. And even in your naming of God, if you're there's like, it's like you've gotten a drink of water. Some, you know, God occasionally gives you a drink of water. But I wonder how he wants to plant you next to water. Mm -hmm. That's a good image. I like that a lot. You just sit with it a little bit and, I mean, yeah, just search it for a few minutes and just see if the Lord brings anything to your mind. really interesting because I don't know if this is like uh, just a coincidence or if there's something there but like I have just been craving having a pool <laughs> like I keep uh, thinking like I wonder if we could like put up one of those um, above ground pools in the backyard <laughs> and anyway it's just like how to like this idea of like being planted next to water and like being thirsty like and there's even like just manifesting itself with like wanting to have a pool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. And so, what would your what might your question for God be? Well, just interesting, like. I sense that God wants to provide in this space, like, 
not, I mean, that's pretty, that's a promise, right? Like, we are thirsty souls, we promise to satisfy. Um, so I know that there's provision. I guess I don't understand still, like, what my role in that is. Like, when I think about the ways that um, I've tried to kind of, like, navigate that, who's, you know, what's my role in this and what's God's role in this, like, it's, like, really messed it up. Or not not messed it up, but, like, have um, haven't really gotten it. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, so, you know, like, I have to make some decisions. <laughs> so I can't uh-huh. just be passive and wait. Um, uh-huh. But maybe I can, you know, like, maybe that is the lesson. Like, when I, if I had just waited, if I had just been passive and waited and trusted during the job search process. Tracy would have called, you know, mm. Tracy would have called and I would have said yes. And it would have mm. been the exact same scenario as if I had submitted, you know, 50 applications and had 12 interviews, you know, and all of the heartache and everything that came with that, like, so maybe there's like just a being passive invitation <laughs> just waiting it out and waiting for whatever that phone call is and yeah being able and ready to, to see it as an invitation and as something good that yeah um so let me ask you this, because this passage comes to my mind. Um, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You know, and then it continues, they'll mount up with wings of eagles, they'll walk in their weird dot, dot, dot. Um, but the question I have for there, like, what, like, can you imagine yourself being renewed in strength while you wait? Mm. Maybe, like, that's not really a question, but... What would that mean to you? Like, what would you do or what would you need? You know, maybe that is the role of these second-hand experiences. Because, like, as we're in our first-hand experience, and it sucks, and... Um, all of these kind of like uh, lives of you know just like these ways of thinking are kind of mm-hmm. taking over again um, you know maybe those second hand experiences really have a um kind of a way of, like, reinforcing the promises, right? Like, you, (laughs) um, how quickly we forget, but when you can, like, point to someone else and say, yeah, see, there, there it works. There, that's, 
that's what I'm looking for. Sure. That's really cool because I was think I was talking. I keep going back to these conversations with my friend Julie, and she's uh, just done some really radical things with her life. Like, really made really like big decisions, and um, I just was like, "How do you guys do that? <laughs> like, how does that work?" Mm-hmm. And she. Um, He said, you know, when we talk to people who've done it, <laughs> when we yeah. listen to the stories of those who've gone before us and it's worked out and God has provided, you know, like they adopted two boys with, twin boys with like a lot of medical needs. Mm. And um, and now they're planning to move to China. <laughs> wow. It's just, yeah, and um so, you know, they, uh, they listen to stories. They, you know, talk to people who have heard this invitation before them and responded and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's what gives that, that's, that's a good and it's a reminder of like what gives them strength. You know, if we're plugging into those stories, it's like that's the that's the charge of yeah. like it can like the promises are are fulfilled in those stories. You know, we can trust yep. those promises. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so what is, I don't know, maybe this is my last question, but, like, is there a promise right now that you want to cling to? Well, that's where it gets tricky because... um, I think the thirsty part of me, like the immature two-year-old part of me is like wanting a promise that's like not, I mean, I don't know, it's so it's confusing to me because like I have two sets of values, you know, I have the, the like, this kind of model that my friend you know, has, which is, like, doing things that are, like, hard, but good, <laughs> and then there's, this, like, but I want a big house with a pool. <laughs> sure. Um, so, I don't know, like, what the promise, I don't know that the promise really is related to Thing that my two-year-old soul wants. But I also don't know what the good but hard thing would be. I mean, maybe the good but hard thing is contentment. Hmm.
Well, how does that resonate with you when you say it? I mean, I guess that, like, the good but hard is the the way, I think. That is the way that we're apt to follow. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know that I've framed it so much as a promise, um, but I think that if I can get there, that it doesn't feel icky. It just feels like I'm still kind of leaning more towards my two-year-old self. <laughs> mm. But I like I like the idea that like you know, they talk about the second hand experiences and the people that have gone before and like um that the a lot of times the path that they you know, the, that that's the path that they've chosen is the good but hard path and so um For sure. Yeah. It's, I think there's a you know, there's still a role for that, like just getting like allowing that to strengthen you and Yep. Yep. How do you feel at the end of the conversation compared to how you felt at the beginning of the conversation? I feel strengthened. Um, I... Yeah, I feel like I'm in a better place to wait like that the waiting doesn't feel as uh cranky <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not as cranky I'm not as cranky in the waiting so that's good yeah I don't I don't feel as um I guess like I still feel like the two-year-old um, but you know that kind of like uh, that I'm in like a good uh, nursery school or something <laughs> like mm-hmm. but there's a there's some support like surrounding me that are 
allowing me to have my tantrums and, you know, still have great great time. (laughs) Great. It's such a good image. I'm going to pray. Just God sustain him. Nourish her, strengthen her, and just be good water. Just pray that you get restored. Yeah, and just encourage. As you like to go through, I don't know what I would call it, I guess just the hardship of trying to understand your walk with Jesus. God, will you speak? And would your voice be um, the loudest, the truest, and the most um, compelling? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we schedule for next month? Yes. Yeah. Okay.